Dennis, can I be the first to wish you a very happy birthday? Um, you're probably the last to wish me happy birthday right now because it is 22 minutes past my birthday, but um, you were the first to wish me happy birthday on the morning of my birthday because you should be at half four in the goddamn morning to say happy birthday. <laughs> I, do, I, do have a, I do have a little bit of an unfair advantage with the time zone as well because I'm, I'm beating the traffic, Dennis, in, mm. in, in getting to your phone. Exactly. You know, I, you're yeah. not getting in at rush hour. <clears throat> I had to wait, actually, because it was the 28th here for a long time before it was the 28th for you. And I thought, well, he'll get he'll, he'll try to get off on a technicality if I message him on, the, on his 27th. So yep. I was like, I'll wait until the early morning. So yeah, half past four, bright and early. <laughs> Happy birthday, big boy. Um, I didn't reply until a much more reasonable 801. Very rude. Very rude, I thought. An immediate acknowledgement was was what I was looking for there, Dennis. Well, what was weird, and we talked about this before we started recording as well, just in our in our in our private time, not even in the Patreon exclusive time. In our in our not ultra- even not this is this is yeah this is the, <laughs> there's no Patreon tier that will allow you access to all to of bug our homes, Dennis yeah. And my communications. <laughs> yeah. No, you 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 did something nobody has. I don't think anybody has ever done before. You video called me on Facebook Messenger on purpose. It was the first time the function has ever been used deliberately by anyone. Yes. Yeah, I have um, to imagine no, I, so, in somewhere in on Facebook campus in in, Santa, in California or whatever in the basement, an old you know wired wired up like t- magnetic tape computer spools up yeah. and dust starts mm-hmm. sputtering out of and then a, and a guy asleep at his desk like what it's happening oh my god and he's flipping through a frantic manual that's printed in 1954 about what to do and someone makes a Facebook messenger call on purpose. And Dennis, presumably that's why the message call didn't connect because obviously the Facebook infrastructure isn't built. And it's not because you just ignored I, it and didn't want to answer. I smashed that decline button. Not I only- don't know. Like I was, I was ready to – I was walking along the beach at Noosa. The sun was setting and you just replied to me and I was like, you know what? I'm going to wish Dennis a face-to-face happy birthday, my best mate. I'm going to make sure he knows that I care and that I remember and I want to chat to him. And then I just got a very, um, a very abrupt did not answer. So – yeah, no, I was in bed. I didn't want to talk, talk to anybody. And I also assumed it was an accident. Well, it wasn't, Dennis, and I did want to wish you a happy birthday. But look, it counts certainly in there. Um, although I have to apologize. Well, no, you know what? I'm not apologizing at all. Okay. Because it's not my fault. Do you know whose fault it is? It's Cormac's fault. Who? I ordered you something for your birthday, right? Oh. And... Yeah, oh, it's 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 on the way, man. And again, I've said this before, but I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Well, look, it. if it's a day or two late, that's all right. I'm not going to I'm not going to begrudge you that. Well, allow me to allow me to explain further, Dennis, because I I ordered you this item. I think you, I honestly think you're going to love it. Well, you messaged you messaged me to say something's in the post for you, but it looks like it won't arrive today. So it'll probably arrive like tomorrow or the day after. You said sorry to keep you waiting. So I was, I like, was oh, led to believe you'd have to get so me. So I was dude. led to believe. <laughs> So I ordered this thing and it's like, yeah, yeah, delivery, not 20, what, 20, like I think 29th or 30th at estimated. I'm like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. I'm a little bit late, but Good I mean, enough, yeah. you know, it, it's it's Dennis here. Like he's not going to be able to climb. Like it, it, if he says, well, it's like, I'm going to be all right, mate. You're, you're never winning that war against mm-hmm. me. Anyway. So I order it, get an email from him being like, hey, thanks for your order. Your order has dispatched successfully and you can, ex- you can, uh, uh, you can expect it to arrive, you know, within one to two business days. I'm like, ah, oh, perfect. It's going to arrive more or less on time. Yep. I then woke up today, the next day, to another email from Cormac, right, who is obviously, I don't know if he's the guy packing the order. I don't know what his role is in the this company's uh, hierarchy, right? 
But I do know that one of his roles is to email people apologetically saying, hey, um, so you know uh, that email we sent you about the order being dispatched? Mm-hmm. Nah, like, nah, not not even close. Like, it was just a prank email. That might be illegal. <laughs> we're, a, we're a week away from getting it out the door. I'm sorry. And I like, I'm not surprised. This or this, this, it's a, it's a bespoke custom made item. Oh Dennis. my God. I know. And I'm really hoping it arrives next week so we don't forget to talk about it because if it arrives, if it, if it arrives in the, in a certain period of the week, we just won't talk about it because we'll forget. Mm. Um, but then again, this this present is, is that magnificent that I think you there's it'll send ripples throughout the my, my week enough that you couldn't possibly avoid hitting I have a listen to this is what it sounds like. It it's going to be a little annoying for you. Oh it's gonna the it's, best it's, kind it's of gonna, presents. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna come with um choices that need to be made and uh a little bit of work sort of in you know in the some assembly required. Type oh my god, all right, realm. okay. In order for you to gain maximum enjoyment, or or I guess you could just put it down and forget about it. There's there's always that option available to you. Anyway, I wonder, Dennis, happy oh, birthday! Is the is the power move for the gift to arrive and for me to spend the longest possible time? Oh, I haven't actually gotten around to opening it yet. I I think you will. I think you'll be very curious to see what it. I mean, just, I, just I, based, I on am. Its, based on what you said alone, just based right on its shape, based on its shape and size, oh you'll be very interested to see what. It God, is. Yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so look forward oh, to that. I think happy I birthday, know what mate. this is. Oh really? All right. right. Well, put, let's put the guess. Let's put the. Let's put it to. Uh, let's put it on the record. Go. I think you have gotten me a humorous life-size cardboard cutout of some kind. That would have been a very good one, but no, I didn't do that because that, like, that would be the sort of thing that would you would like you wouldn't actually display in your home, right? Like that would go in a cupboard. My mate Darren um, in the in the lore of the podcast does have a life-size, although it is obviously naturally quite small. Uh, Danny mm. DeVito cardboard cutout. And oh well, that's pocket sized. I mean, that's that's right? the sort of thing that Portable. you can easily just display in home. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. when so when you go to, when we ever go, to, go over to Darren, Darren lives up in the country, so it's, you often we'll stay the night if we go. Um, it is mm-hmm. very fun when someone goes to the bathroom to just move Danny in front of the door to the bathroom or position yeah. him at the top of the stairs with just the backlight on him because all you see is this like spooky figure. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's very scary. That's very good. Yeah, we had a um, in my old house in Germany. We had a. It wasn't even a cardboard cutter. It was a proper like wooden cut out of Andy Warhol for some reason. It just came with the house. It was there when I moved in and I left it there when I moved out. He's the landlord. And and people would jump. They would like it would be like a jump scare when they'd go into the kitchen, not mm. expecting anyone to be there, turn the light on and there's Andy Warhol, you know? That is very unusual. I assume wooden cutouts of Andy Warhol were not what you wanted me to have a listen to this week. No, actually it's it's not. Birthday chat has kind of gone on a little bit, but I'm very glad I'm on the record as as being mm-hmm. certainly the better friend. Anyway, um, so I want to I want to circle back. We don't do follow ups on the podcast, broadly speaking. We want right? we want each episode to broadly feel like its own sort of vignette, right? Exactly, that's right. We want them sort of be self contained. But I I do have to reference two weeks ago when I talked about the fact that I'd just been approved to teach in Queensland state well, schools. Right, approved to be a principal, I believe. Right, approved to be a principal. Yeah, you're approved in principal. Oh, sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations would, on yeah, the promotion. By the way, I, would, I would never want to be a principal of a, of a school. No, never. You don't, ever. You, you, no, you don't actually get to interact with the children, right? Well, we, you don't get to do any of them. You do all the boring stuff, all the hard stuff, none of the fun stuff. We'll, we'll come to this in a second because there's something you, get to I want share, to talk you, about, you right? mostly get to shout at kids until their teeth fall out. I think as a principal plenty, but we'll get anyway. Moving on. Episode nineteen. Go and have a listen to that. Anyway, you'll be surprised to learn, Dennis, that I haven't yet set foot in a Queensland classroom. I'm not surprised, despite having been approved two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> And the reason for that, Dennis, is I just don't have a sharp enough pair of scissors. 
right? Because the mountain of red tape that mm. you have to cut through, right? I mean, fair enough. You don't want just any any random person to be able to walk off off the street and start shaping the young minds of tomorrow. I understand that these protections and these these processes that are, are in place for a reason when it comes to teaching kids. But holy moly, I mean, the job has already started, even though the work hasn't begun, and, and, more, and nor is the salary. <laughs> no, the salary certainly not not getting not getting a lick of that, right? So, so approval to teach, right? Great. Then I had to register with the government. Okay, now the Queensland Department of Education has got an incredible racket going on, and I'm not talking when it comes to money, right? Money money doesn't come into this particular racket, Dennis. Mm-hmm. If you want to contact the Department of Education in Queensland, or you go to the website, contact us. Ah, here's a, here's, here's a phone number you can call. You call it, hmm, this number's disconnected. Hmm. Okay, no worries. I'll call I, the I like this little branches. sort of like, you know, ARG escape, like sort of little detective game you have to do to get yeah, into contact exactly. with people. Then I, because then I was like, well, there are region, I know there are regional branches. There are regional offices for the department, so I'll just call them. Call my local one, goes to the voicemail after two rings. That's not long enough for someone to pick up a phone. Okay. That's unusual, yep. Call the head off in, office in Brisbane and I talked to someone and she's like, sorry, I'm just with like hiring and recruitment. I don't really have any of the answers to your questions, but you can send them an email. I'm like, I know I can send them an email. That's why I'm on the phone to you. I don't want to send them an email. Anyway, send them an email. They get back to me after a number of days. So obviously very, uh, you know, it's a busy time. I'm sure there are lots of people that are wanting to get back into teaching at a time when, you know, the state is publicly complaining about not enough teachers being in the workforce. Anyway, mm-hmm. get through all of that. Finally get registered with the government. And like, oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Before you do any of that, you want to do casual teaching, right? Oh, you have to register with the casual, with the, with the, with the agency or the, the, Sorry, what's the, the difference in casual department. teaching and competitive teaching? Well, competitive teaching, there's, you know, there's rank, there's, you have to grind the ladder, yeah, you know, you start you with your bronze, placements, right? you, have yeah. to, you got to do placement matches, and then, you know, eventually, <laughs> sort of, once you get up to like diamond master type level, it's it really, really cutthroat and competitive. But no, you have to register with a separate department to do that, right? And then, once all that's God. completed, I was calling around for schools because, like, I, I, quite seriously, there is a huge teacher shortage. And I, the schools that I, I'm, I'm not a great teacher or anything, but like the schools that I called around, I was like, oh, hey, interested. and they're like, oh, yeah, great. Come down. We'd love to meet wow. you, please. Yes, absolutely. Let's go. Right. I've never had that experience when searching for jobs before. I've never gone in being the one that's holding all the cards, right? But yeah, usually you're, you're trying to convince them. And in this case, they're trying to, they're almost trying to sell you. I'm like, please work here. Exactly. Yeah. And one of the one of the admin staff that I spoke to, she was like, I'm really sorry. We don't have the head of curriculum in today. She's off doing this. But can I tell you, this is a fantastic school to work at. We'd wow. love to have you here. I know she'd really want to meet you. So please come down, drop off your seat. Like gave me the big sell. And I was like, very oh, keen. Yeah. Oh, and it, can I tell you, it was very different to another school that I called. It was like, well, if you wish to work here, we require this and this and this from you and this and this and also this. And I was Get like, out of here. all of those are well, all of those are government mandated requirements that I will fulfill anyway. But your cold and unfeeling reminder of that is certainly not enduring the school. Oh, well, buyer's yeah. market. You don't need to care, right? Well. From a legal point of view, I certainly do. Right, but but if, 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 what, what, what I mean is like if a school is going to be a jerk to you, you can just knock them off the list. That's true. And certainly they certainly that school did fall a little bit further down in, in my- What's, in what's, my, uh, what school was we, it? I'm not going <laughs> to name the school, Dennis. I'm not going to name the school. I have to be careful about the stuff that I say now, right? As part of the mandatory all-staff training that I've completed, right? Because I went and did all these training modules, right? For because they're, they're they're a requirement. You have to do all these these legal training things. I'm to, just going like, to start. I'm just going to start 
talking and you say when. Yarwin State School, Brisbane Grammar School, Sunnybank Hill State School, Ashgrove State School, Indrapilly State School, Rainworth State School, St. Margaret's Anglican Girls School. Hundreds of kilometers away. Let me tell you, I didn't want to dox you, so I just put in Queensland. Yes, yeah. (laughs) I'm at the top 150 primary schools in Quild. All right. Well, I, it, it wasn't. Well, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Somerville House, perhaps. Anyway, anyway <laughs> so I had to do these modules, right? These training modules. And some of them, super important, really serious, you know, child protection, uh, risk assessments, all that. Well, there was some stuff in the risk assessment that made me raise my eyebrows because, like, they give you little exercises and questions, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, imagine you're going on a, geolo- a geology field trip with uh, with your kids, and you know they're going to use they're going to go out and, and look at rocks and learn about you know igneous metamorph metamorph all that sort of stuff, right? What yeah, are the how many how, and then, how, how many rocks can a child eat before they exceed their recommended daily dose of rocks? Right, there's it's that like, sort of thing, yeah. you know, you know, what, what identify some of the risks? Certainly, rock consumption, one of them. But one of them was like magnifying glasses; they may drop and break and shatter into a million pieces, and you know poke. Kids eyes out and I'm I'm like okay well you really do have to get very granular with risk assessment I suppose they could now are these are these just documentation you have to read and say you read or is there like a little quiz no there's a quiz oh there's a test at the end so are these so I love these because I've had to do these for, yeah. for, for, for jobs in the past as well and some yeah. of them are like if you do one for example that's like um, about um, like employee fraud for example it's quite common like, oh like, yeah, yeah and this is what I wanted to come to right because again I'm not disputing child protection not going to make a joke of that even the curriculum risk assessment stuff, it's like, that's important, right? Like, you got to keep kids safe. That's number one. It's funny because you think that a teacher's, pro- like, number one priority is educating children. Not true. The number one thing that teachers have to do at all times is keep kids safe. That's more important than educating them, right? Anyway. But, yes, Dennis, as you say, it wasn't – it was it was the other side, the more generic workplace yes. training, right, that I just – oh, I know I, there's so much I want to talk about. So you've done this sort of thing, you said? Yeah, so there's the, you get into this weird position where they have to write so, – so, for example, let's say there's um there's a um, – there's a, there's one about workplace safety, for example. It's like, it's, it's a, they'll usually multiple choice. So it'll say, you know, there's a spillage mm. in the kitchen area. Do you yep, exactly. A, yep. and oh, then yeah. they, they write the obvi- the correct answer, which is like, which is, you know, alert a member of the office team, you know, the, the workspace team to make sure it is cleaned up promptly or, 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 or you know, a janitorial. And the correct answer is usually like a lot long, longer than the others as yes, well. Yeah. But then they have to put in three incorrect answers. So one of them will always be like, alert a member of IT services. And then they have yeah. to do one that's obvious wrong they have to be like scatter broken glass into the puddle yeah. like yeah, yeah. Leave, leave it alone no yeah <laughs> put water everywhere else so as to even out the risk you know yeah it's always it's always correct action misguided action inaction and then pvp adversarial action like yeah. where you're the yeah. imposter like- at the school Actively malicious action. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is what I want to talk about, Dennis, because one of them was like, you notice an electrical cable, mm-hmm. right, that is loose as while you're walking through. The, do you a get some duct tapes, uh, uh, duct tape, tape it down, and report the incident to the, the to the safety officer? Okay. For the record, that is the correct answer, and that is definitely what I would definitely, after having taped it down, go and find the safety officer and tell them because that's exactly what and not you know, tape it and not tape it down and never think about it ever again. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, one of them, though, which I really enjoyed, one of the multiple choice answers was, do nothing. After all, you didn't trip on it. <laughs> Why put in that second part? I love that. Do nothing. After all, you didn't trip on it. What's the yeah, problem? If Timmy breaks his jaw, well, he probably should duct tape it down, shouldn't he? Got to better watch where he's going. My, yeah, exactly. Not my problem. Not my fault. So I've, I found wow. that one very, very amusing. Yeah. As well as one that was about like... Uh, 
do you, like you notice a puddle near the top of a staircase. So Dennis, twice as risky, right? Because mm. now you're slipping. You're not only just slipping over, falling. You're not breaking your hip. You're falling down the down the stairs and you double know, jeopardy. Bloody, yeah, yeah, breaking your legs as well. And the idea that I think any reasonable person would look at that and be like, "I'll do nothing," but again, you can't rely on common sense. I guess like the government has to protect itself with this training that seems so ludicrously obvious there must be studies that say that doing the training improves um it has to right improves the safety over, like reduces the number of incidents per year or whatever and in fairness like some of the training is important in terms of knowing like the higher like where you take complaints about safety right. who, who, what like do you that. ask the vice principal about what do you ask yeah, the school it, administrator about yeah that's fine but it was more these ludicrous examples that they used i'm like how basic does this training need to be and it wasn't just safety right it was workplace bullying and harassment which again is no joke right Obviously very important. But there was one question that I found really funny. It really tickled me. <clears throat> you had to identify instances of workplace bullying. And one of the guys, so you, you're having an all day at work when your supervisor asks to speak to you uh, privately in her office. Mm-hmm. You go in there and she sits down and work, talks you through some of the issues that she's having with your performance and then gives you some suggestions and examples as to where you, you could improve. Mm-hmm. Is this an example of workplace bullying? And I sort of look at that and I go, like, initially I was like, well, no, like, what? Of course, like, no. But then I thought, you know what, Dennis? There are definitely people who would look at that and be like, oh, I can't believe it. It's harassment. Unfairly targeted, yeah. Unfairly targeted, yeah. I, going through this training well, what was, did you? What did, hang on, what did you take? What was the right answer? The right answer was, of course it's not. No, your, your supervisor is absolutely, and, and not only is able to, but should come Encouraged to, you to yeah. in this ma- Yeah. It's- <laughs> I, when you said there was a question about workspace bullying, I was really hoping that it would be like, you see John and Martha talking in the in the break room. They are, be, yeah. uh, they are making fun of Phoebe's dress and saying how ugly she looks at it. Should you ABC? Yeah. And one of the options was do nothing. After all, your dress isn't ugly. <laughs> <laughs> your dress isn't ugly. You look great. Yeah. <laughs> do, I, here's something I actually learned. This is a little, I guess not more serious, but something certainly that I was surprised by. One of the answers that I, one of the answers that I got wrong, right? Um, you find out, you're at work and you find out that the day before, all of your colleagues had gone out after work for Christmas, like for an office Christmas drinks thing. You weren't invited, right? Is this an, inst- in, in, is this an instance of, I think it was like, is this inappropriate behavior by your colleagues? What do you think? Yes. It is. It is yeah. actually, like, it, that's actually, that actually comes under, I don't know if it's harassment or workplace bullying, but it comes under, like, inappropriate office behavior antisocial behavior yeah because if it's a work thing like if only other people from work are going which i find amazing because i look at that like no you can invite whoever you want like you know once well a work thing implies it's it's a work function organized by the organization but but if it's just a group of colleagues going out to the pub after work right like they're uh, allowed to decide who who they do and don't invite you would think but no they no, actually get in trouble yeah. for that. I was wow. very, I was very surprised. I was very surprised. They get relegated to the to the, the damp stairwell of doom. That That's case. right. You know, they 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 get they're the ones who have to go around and, and make sure all of the uh, the electrical tape all the uh, all the wires are, are taped me. down safely and secured. This reminds of a policy that a friend of mine who works at a a big tech company. I'm not going to say which big tech company, but suffice to say, it is a it is a big tech company indeed. Um, is it Google? <laughs> is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? We're going to we can, two can play the same game. No, anyway, uh, go on. Oh, you didn't even catch my joke. 
Well, I was trying not to draw attention to it, Dennis, because you said you didn't want to name the company. It is actually Ashgrove Community School. Um, No, (laughs) he works at a tech company. (laughs) And he got an email when he first started that was like, hey, here's your company laptop, right? You know, your issued laptop. Um, Just be aware, um, the the cap before you out, your line manager has to approve a replacement laptop for you and, um, you know, is three times per year. So he was like, hang on, that's, I can that's break my many. laptop three times a year before anybody starts asking a question. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you what? just take you just take your MacBook Pro or whatever, snap it over your knee and go, new one, please. Yeah. <laughs> three <laughs> times before yeah, anybody yeah, asks. <laughs> you come to the third time, you won't believe what's happened. It's like, well, okay, after this, I'm going to have to start getting departmental approval on, on replacements. Well, I had a, please try to not snap this one on your knee. Well, I had a personal experience of this one. So when I bought, I believe it was Call of Duty Black Ops, really, for the PlayStation 3. And I was in GameStop, and they instantly hit me with that, well, do you want to pay for game protection? And I was like, well, what does that mean? And they're like, well, it's three yeah. euro, and for 18 months, I think it was, um, if your game gets scratched or corrupted or broken in any way, we'll replace it for free. And I looked at the guy for a second, and he was like, yes, that means if after 12 months you come in here and you open the case in front of me and you snap the disc in half, I have to give you a new one. And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I, didn't pay, I didn't pay for it because no. I do still think that's a mugs game, game protection. But I, I remember thinking like, I, what I, I mean, if I had a Vine account back then, that's a good Vine. That's I've got to tell you a story. I've got to tell you a story, Dennis. And you're not going to believe the first the way that I open it because it starts with, this is a story that a friend of mine told me, but it is true. This uh, this is not me, right? I'm not, this is, this mm-hmm. is actually something that someone else told me. It's not something that I did, although it is within range. So... A friend of mine bought a copy. I can't remember what it was, but like, let's say Battlefield 1, all right, whatever. Got asked the same question. Do you want to purchase disc insurance? He's like, no, that's for idiots. I won't be I won't be needing that. A thank you, right? Mm-hmm. Went home, played it for a bit. I can't remember how it happened. I don't know if he's like Xbox just chewed up the disc or if he dropped it or something. Xbox happened, specifically, right? if you knocked it over while it was running, it would, chew, it would chew the disc to pieces, I remember. Yeah, right. Anyway, not very long after, I think like within a couple of days of having bought this disc, right? It got super, super chewed up. And he's like, well, I've just spent $100 on this game. Like, what am mm. I going to do? This is not, I can't do this, right? Do you know what he did? Oh, oh can I guess? Can, have a guess. See if he can figure it out. Because he found the loophole. Did he go buy a new copy of the game, get game protection on it, turn in his disc to get it replaced, and then get a refund on the new copy of the game? He absolutely did. Oh, absolutely I did. hacked like, it. I, I hacked I, it. I couldn't. How how do more like you never need to buy disc protection, right? Because if you if you buy a game and the disc gets stuffed up, especially you just buy another if you're within like driving distance of two game stops or whatever, then or you're just done the for. same one. The, the the guy he didn't the like he just walked outside, swapped the disc over, went back inside, and was like, oh, it's stuffed up. He just made sure it was a different person at the counter, right? Yeah. Genius. Yeah, I, I, I'm proud of myself for being like, hang on a second, I think I can piece together where this is going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah, I know, I know, I tell a lot of stories where it's like, oh, it wasn't me that did that. It actually wasn't me. I wish I were that smart. Yeah, I you would have. Yeah, you, you would have done that. That's not. It's not. It's not. It's not a moral character that kept you from doing that. It's ingenuity. Oh no, it's just it's the it's my complete and utter lack of ingenuity for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, really? oh, I'm fully ready. To, I've done all the training, Dennis. I've got all the documentation. I went to Officeworks yesterday. I've got like little 
little binders with my CV mm-hmm. and my certificates mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff ready to go. They're like clear plastic binders. Didn't spring for color printing. Well, I was you, thinking wait, about waste, it. Wasted on you anyway, surely. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if I can't see the colors, Dennis, no one should be able to. Yeah. Did you get, if, should you should you get color printing? A, B, C, or D? D, I can't see the colors. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Do nothing. You can't see colors anyway. But hopefully. I mean, it's school holidays at the moment, so I won't be teaching for at least another couple of weeks. But soon, Dennis, soon, I'll be shaping young minds of, it w- of if the it future generations of Queenslanders. Let's if go. it weren't wildly inappropriate to do so, I would love to wait for um, you know podcast stories about the stuff kids do in class. <laughs> There's a thing I can't talk. Well, I can talk. I could probably talk about some of it. I could probably talk about some of it. But like the the training was quite actually clear about what is and isn't inappropriate when it comes to um, like you your know, social media privilege, presence and privilege stuff. information, social media, all that sort of stuff like that. Um, I don't think there's. I, I guess I should check, but I don't think there's any problem with me coming on the podcast and being like, a funny thing happened to me at school today because this kid did that or that kid did this without any identifying information. I don't. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it'll get me in hot water. But Dennis, the content must flow. Anyway, what do you got for us this week? Riley, I went down a trip down memory lane. Uh, today is now Wednesday, but basically Tuesday, so on Monday. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So last week, uh, my wife Nikki works at Delirium County Council. So she got a email saying, "Hey, we need people to work at Longitude, which is a sort of R and B and rap and hip hop festival that is coming up here in Dublin." Mm-hmm. In exchange, uh, the council basically goes and makes sure that everyone's you know it's following regulations that like people aren't are parking in places that they shouldn't be allowed to and like oh, clocking more red tape and all stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, and they were like, hey, and "In exchange, we'll give you tickets to two of the gigs that are also happening that week," which happened to be. Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I will probably be going to tomorrow as we record this, mm-hmm. and the Hella Mega Tour, riding, which was now. Are you a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan? Uh I mean, yeah. Or you, I, I was trying to think of a pun, because... I was trying to think of a pun there about Red Hot, but and, and to be like, I'm a, I'm more of a green pepper chili. No, but like, yeah, I, I, I like, I like, I think I like, I, I know and like every song that they would play on a Red Hot Chili Peppers set list. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. But you know, like, like I don't. I've never heard you talk about the band before. I don't. I don't think you, you're not like a fan. Um, I've had a couple of their albums when I was younger, and like I okay, bought maybe, maybe you cross. Maybe I cross bought Stadium right. Stadium Arcadium and stuff, and you know, yeah, all that. So, and yeah, what, you just listened to that while you were, you know, setting up IKEA furniture and putting too much mayonnaise on your food and just just doing other stuff that white people do. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, a 20, I'm, a 29, I'm now I'm a 29-year-old white man. Basically, everything is designed to appeal to me right now, okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Including anyway, what, what, what bands play in my town. Um, yeah, so, but uh, on Monday, I went to hmm. Weezer and Fall Out Boy and Green Day. Oh, baby. <clears throat> oh, I mean, you had me at Weezer. I don't care about You just, oh, oh, I'm... I don't like going to live music, but I think I would make an exception for Weezer. You messaged me like I sent you. I sent you, like, oh, I got these tickets. I was like, Riley's a a musically inclined man. And I was like, oh, I got these gigs for these sort of alt rock bands that are relatively broadly speaking up your alley. A little bit too mainstream for your taste, generally speaking, but in the right ballpark at least. And you were like, oh man, I would have gone to Weezer though. <laughs> Like straight off the How bat, what, Dennis, because you haven't you haven't actually told me about the gig properly because you're like you're going to tell me on the show. So I actually really now I really want to hear about how did did I have a question? Did Rivers Cuomo did he tear it up? He tore it up. He absolutely tore oh, it up. I knew he would. I knew he, he's exactly the sort of person who would. This absolutely okay, tore okay, it up. Go, 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 go. Tell me. So tell me, tell me. Uh, there was some like logistical stuff around getting in. We waited in line for ages. Um, 
uh, to actually get into the gig. We had to go to the box office to pick up the tickets because we didn't actually buy the tickets. They were just there waiting for us, all this kind of stuff. But this is a massive, massive venue. I think there was forty to 50,000 people there, which is a lot. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was pretty, pretty packed. It was outdoors. The weather was pretty nice, which was nice. Um, and yeah, it was a very early gig. So I think Weezer got on stage at like 6 o'clock. Yes, because they have to, mate, they've got to go. They've got to be in bed at nine thirty. Because well, they're all old. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not everybody on stage that night has aged. I mean, they've all obviously like within the laws of physics aged at the same pace, but it has not affected mm. them all equally. Rivers Cuomo still looks no, no. pretty all right. Um, but oh, actually, well, Rivers Cuomo has Rivers Cuomo has has I think changed about as much as Weezer's musical style has over the last thirty years. I suppose that's true. Riley, Which I'm is to say, not at all. Hardly at all. Anyway, yeah. go on. I'm going to pull up the setlist.fm, Riley, for the Weezer gig. Oh, let's go. Let's go, man. I, what, what am I hoping for? I'm hoping that Buddy Holly's there. I really, I like, I don't know, I, I don't know why they wouldn't play that song. That's one of the best songs ever written. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously all the classics, you know, you want like uh, Only in Dreams. I wonder if Hashpipe would be on there. I do, I do like Hashpipe. Opening number, um, Riley. Hashpipe. Yeah. Oh, they did play Hashpipe. Opening That's number good. Hashpipe. In the, in, in the garage. How represented was the, the, the Blue Album on this set list? Is, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty all the hits album, to be honest. That's, I'm Sorry, really, really, like, that's that's really good. I, I don't like it when bands are like, now we're going to play this obscure B-side that no one cares about. Let's they played, go, they played two new songs and they were like, hey, I'm going to level with you. This is These are two new songs. Let's get through this and then we'll play Undone. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So... They went. They got a lot of bang- bangers at very early. The first four tracks, right out the gate: Hashpipe, Beverly Hills, My Name Is Jonas, Pork and Beans. Bam, 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 bam. I'm really pleased that Pork and Beans made it as well because Me the later too. albums are, are grossly underappreciated by people. And then we got a little bit of love, which is I think one of the newer songs. No, and then no, records, no. all my favorite songs, undone. And then Riley, one that I was very pleased mm. to hear: Enter Sandman. <laughs> now I've heard rumors about the cover. I'm not a fan. It's Metallica, right? Yeah. I'm not a fan of Metallica. Um, I don't think I... Enter Sandman, I think was... Do you know how I know it, actually? Because Weird Al incorporated into one of his poker, polka um, yes. medleys. Right? Enter, uh, Enter Sandman is a really, really good song. And to be honest, the Weezer cover of Enter Sandman is pretty much just a straight-up normal cover of the song where Rivers Cuomo happens to be singing. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, if you've listened to the Grey album, it is, like Weezer covers, they're not adventurous. They're... There is They're one bit of, a, of adventure in this that you and I talked about this morning on Facebook, which I did love, which mm-hmm. is in the solo to Enter Sandman, right at the end of it. And Riley, well, there's no copyright strikes here. If you want, you sent me a clip of it. You can go and stick it in here if you want for the fine folks at home. Um, at the end of the solo in Enter Sandman, they just, they just jam in the riff from Buddy Holly right in at the end, which is very good. <laughs> And then it was Feels Like Summer, Island in the Sun. I was glad that got a shout as well. I don't like Island in the Sun. It doesn't sound like a Weezer song, to be honest. It's it? not a Weezer song, man. I don't like it. It's it's like their most played tune on, on Spotify. I'm just I'm just not into that song. Anyway, go on. And then Africa, obviously. For Classic. the memes. Yep. California. A, no, no. I mean, that's a great song. It's it's kind of, it's a shame that like Toto, it's Toto, right? Who covered yeah. it. <laughs> it's a shame that Toto get like a lot of the credit for that song. You know, Have you ever I mean, heard they, of that? what really disappoints me about it is they ripped Weezer off before Weezer even had a chance to release it. You know Have what you I mean? Like they went that? back, to, they wrote it, in the, they went back in the seventies and released their version of it, and then like now Weezer comes. I, I don't know. Anyway, go on. You heard the bit, uh, not the bit. It's a thing that happened. The day Bowie used to talk about 
where he would come off uh, uh, after doing a gig and, and younger kids come up to him and be like, oh, I love that you did The Man Who Sold the World. It's so cool that you're doing Nirvana covers now. He'd be like, you little prick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then California Snow and then to round the things off, Say It Ain't So and Buddy Holly. Yeah, the classics. I'm so glad that that... Like, I, I think there are some bands who get so over their hits that they're like we're not we're not we're not even doing it like we're not playing no we're not playing it's like no yeah buddy holly one i just dennis can i tell you something i am just not accepting criticism of weezer at this time it was a great gig let me tell you rivers cuomo to his credit learned a lot of irish phrases for this gig <laughs> oh he goes hard dude he doesn't like muck around firing him out like 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 full sentences and like like really really trying it clearly meant a lot to him i think it was the first i think you mentioned it was the first time they'd ever been to ireland period yeah um, i just i don't know what people are so ready to bag weezer people are so ready to say that they're old and they're washed up and they haven't put out a good album since pinkerton or whatever and i just don't i just don't accept criticism of this band pork and bean slaps and that's i mean that's the 10 year old song at the stage but you know I, I don't like that. Yeah, I didn't actually need to be reminded of that because I'll be like, yeah, the new stuff, you know, like, yeah, the Red Album, but that came out, was it 10 years ago? That's... Pork and Beans. Distressing. Came oh, out... Dear. Oh, sorry, Riley, no, I'm, I'm way off. Pork and Beans came out 14 years ago. 14 years ago. <laughs> Almost to the I, day, June 16th, 2008. That's a bit much, yeah. But I mean, look, their new albums, um, uh, Pacific Daydream, full of bangers, right? I enjoyed the White Album as well. Having said that, I don't know. Their albums all do sound the same, Dennis. Yeah. All, I mean, yes, I, they do. Their, their sound has not changed much. Okay, good. Follow up. That's, that's great. Thank you. I thought you were going to do the joke. I, was, I, needed, I needed a better... I needed a better in for that. All right, I'll edit this out. Uh, 39... I'll give you a better in now. Yeah, I need I need a better setup. Maybe I think you need to. I think you need to say. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned earlier that like Weezer's sound hasn't changed very much over the course of their career. And if you were to tell me, like, pick out a random song and show it to me, I would struggle to tell you which album it's on. I think they're all kind of broadly sound the same. Well, I mean, for me, they definitely all sound. I'm colorblind. They all, they definitely all sound the same for me. <laughs> yeah, the red album, blue album. They're all, they're all, but the, the red and green album, back to back, especially. Ooh, that's a, that's a that's rough it. one. Red, <laughs> red album, blue album, green album. I can't tell. I can. I mean, I can kind of tell. Like the white and the black album are a little easier. To You're tell like, oh, it's weird. Really Wizard released five brown albums. That's odd of them to do. <laughs> exactly right. And one grayish you know, brown one. <laughs> like, Ratitude. That's got a very that's very distinct. It's got the dog jumping through the air. Apart sure. from that, though, they all they all blur into one. They're just banned on cover. I, I honestly don't know why um, Weezer gets such a bad rap, right? Like I was, I went down a bit of a Weezer memory lane trip myself, like just on YouTube after mm-hmm. hearing about you going going to this gig because I was, I just, I, you know, I watched a couple of their old music videos and like you know Windows ninety five, oh yeah, uh, Buddy Holly, you know that sort of thing. And then, Pork and Beans um, had a very viral views video because there was a bunch of uh, viral trends at the time. If you want to see how dated that is, go back and watch the music video, man. I mean, that, well, that was, I mean, as we've said, Dennis, that was only released last year, so it can't, mm-hmm. be, that, it can't be that bad. Um, there's a video, so the, the music video for Africa, the, the cover that they did, there's uh, Weird Al Yankovic plays Rivers Cuomo in the I have not seen that. Video, right? Now, I don't think, oh, so I does, don't think yeah. Weird Al Yankovic can play the guitar. So his guitar miming is 
very bad. Obviously, he, 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 know, can, like, he can play the guitar. He must. I, I, I just don't think he cares. Well, we're not, he, we're not he, he, definitely he looked like one. He looked like one of those actors who has just had, you know, okay, now in this thing, your character is pretending. Just we're going to dub the music over it, so just pretend to play it. He looked like that. I don't know. Maybe he. I he famously, Weird Al famously plays a guitar, or, and then in 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 a lot of his music videos, will cut to a shot of him with a guitar that's a rubber neck. So he'll like be playing, 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 and then all of a sudden he'll like bend the, the neck of the guitar at ninety degree angle. <laughs> okay, well, look, I don't know. I know he's a very gifted piano accordionist, and certainly yeah. I'm not trying to knock the bloke, but yeah, he, his guitar performance in um in, in that video was was not great. But in one of the in one of the comments, right? Yeah, right. Yep, yeah, here it is. So so it. I just don't know why people go go after Weezer fans so hard, right? Because someone here is like, oh, uh, uh, this this gives me an idea of what would happen if we ever crossed Weirdo Yankovic with Rivers Cuomo. Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And then someone under that is like, bold of you to assume that any Weezer fan ever has sex. To have the Weezer, for the, to have the Weird Al Rivers Cuomo baby. That's so brutal. Like, <laughs> why, why are people gunning for, I, like, what's... It's just a very bullyable band, and I, dude, it was my. I think it was it was my favorite performance of the night. Like honestly, like Weezer were yeah. the hi- were the highlight, um, which is weird because I agree there with the, were the headline. Uh, Fallout Boy, not a fan. No, I've never been huge on Fallout Boy to be honest. I mean, I, I like had a, some decent ones, but I like mm. a couple of Fallout Boy songs. Or <laughs> I know enough Fallout Boy songs to get excited when forty thousand people are excited about it. Do you know what I mean? True, but but the the mats here can the mats here confuse me, Riley. Because I was like, oh, Fallout Boy are pretty, you know, um, like pretty washed up, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, when I think Fallout Boy, I think Sugar We're Going Down, and I think like Dance Dance, right? Sure. And those albums came out, those songs came out in like 2005, 2006, 2008, right? Mm. When I was 15, mm. premium pop punky angsty teen music right yeah of course yeah it's really Dire- gonna get it's de- it was death cab cutie in the december exactly it got, got in there very deep yeah all the girls of my age were obsessed with things like fallout fallout boy like my chemical romance a little bit mm. of death cab actually blood over as well but that kind of thing right so i was like oh everybody here is gonna who's here for fallout boy is gonna be here is gonna be about our age and the green day fans might be a little bit older by a couple of mm. years because Green Day's popular albums, you know, I guess American Idiot came in around that time as well. But like all the earlier stuff, Dookie and stuff is from the nineties. Well, to to give you perspective, like there is a Weezer song that talks about going to a Green Day concert. So like exactly, that kind of kind of gives you an idea of the hierarchy, right? There were all the Fallout Boy fans. There were still mm. just fifteen-year-old girls. Yeah, it, it's it's timeless, dude. But is there not a Fallout Boy for them now? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Is that Paying not like respects to the classics, man? You know what I mean? Like, there's when we were growing up, there were these kids that are insufferable who was like, mm, all the good music has already been written. There's no 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 good music has been written since the seventies and eighties. No, right, no one in my but, generation but can see that. Maybe it's that's different the new to talk. About, but dude, it's different to talk about like Led. Like I like Led Zeppelin and Queen and the Beatles. Not, that's different than Fallout Boy. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I actually, I'm not sure about that. Maybe yeah. Fallout Boy is the new Led Zeppelin, dude. Timeless, oh my timeless God. classic I, music. No, I, I, I don't were, agree at all. I don't think that's. I don't think it's the case at all. I, I agree with your description of them as washed up. Whereas Weezer, maybe it's just because I'm a blinkered Weezer fan. I don't know, but they've like they're still putting out premium 
and, and, and you know, we can joke about it as well, but like their music just hasn't changed. They still like Rivers Cuomo still sounds like an angsty fourteen year old who is like too scared to ask mm-hmm. out the hot girl to to on a date. You know. I was about to say like Uma Thurman and Centuries. Those are good recent Fallout Boy songs. I checked. Those are about seven years old. Yeah. Like. Uh, oh, but yeah, the problem was that Weezer Weezer didn't take themselves seriously. Joked around, joked around a lot. Uh, mm. I didn't. I don't like Green Day, right? Uh, okay. Because I had some friends when I was growing up who were like mad into Green Day and were like it was like part of their personality, and I found that grating. Uh, but like a like an Anaheim fan, yeah, you know? exactly. But man, Billy Joe Armstrong up there. I've I don't think I've ever seen anyone have more fun at a gig. He was here for it. He was so mm. excited. He was so happy to be there. Clearly, it just was very cool to him that people like still know the words to Basket Case and stuff, right? Yeah. And yeah. they did the classic uh, Green Day thing where they pulled somebody up on stage to sing. Um, it was very cool. He, he ran out. He ran out, and he was like, "Who knows the lyrics?" Because they were doing mm. um, they're doing "Know Your Enemy," which is not one of their more famous songs. <laughs> well, I mean, we've talked about this before. The fact that like the new pornographers did that, and they picked. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the song they picked. It wasn't one of their hits, you know. Yeah, No Your Enemy is uh, popular enough, but it's not Holiday or Boulevard of Broken Dreams or American exactly, Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there, he was like, who, who knows the words? And it wasn't even the chorus. It was like the bridge. He's like, who knows the words? I swear to God, somebody got another lyric. Somebody got another. He pulled the guy up. The guy sang it. He crushed it. He gave Billy a hug and he sent him down. But then later what a on. Day. What a day for him. No, no, right. Later on, they were playing Minority and they were like, all right, here we go. Who can play guitar? <laughs> No. Yep. <laughs> no way. Oh my goodness. I like. I'm not a Green Day fan, but this has this. The, I love that rises. That rises them so far and in my. Dude, in my... I'll I'll, show, I'll send you a clip of it because like people record it and put it on Instagram. Yeah. Um, they get this girl out of the crowd, and she gets yeah. up there, and she's wearing she's wearing a mask, right? She gets up, mm-hmm. and he comes up to her, and he's like, "Come on!" And he just pull, he pull, he takes her mask off, and she just she freezes. She yeah, is like that. in. She's. Well, no, no. She's just like cannot handle that she's on stage with them. And he, yeah. he, he goes back. He picks up. He picks up like a Stratocaster, puts it over, her, and it's like, all right, we're just gonna. Do, it's just like it's just three chords. Yeah. Let's do it. And they do the three. She demos the three chords for her, and she's like, cool. And then she plays it. Yeah. And she nails it. I'm sure there's a guy at the back with a, with a hand on a switch ready to turn her way down if it goes south. <laughs> or it's like uh, when we were kids and, you know, you, you'd want to play... Uh, oh, you, you, give, you, you give your brother a controller too, but you don't plug it in? Exactly. You give, you give yeah. your younger sibling an, un- an unplugged controller. Exactly, yeah. I think, I'm sure there's a contingency plan for that. But she's jumping mm-hmm. up and down. She's playing it. And at the end, he's like, what's your name? She's like, my name's Lynx. And he's like, Lynx, thanks for coming up. You can keep the guitar. And she's like, oh, no, I possibly couldn't. And he's like, get get off the stage. Keep the guitar. Leave. <laughs> yeah, we, don't want, we don't want the guitar anymore. We, we budgeted for this. Like the, yeah, you yeah. Know, we budgeted It's a two the and a quick budget. guitar, I bet, at, at tops. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's that's really. Oh, I couldn't possibly. It's like no, that's part of the whole thing. Like, please don't just don't make it weird. Just take the guitar thing. Take the guitar leave. But it was it was very very cool. But I remember, um, like I feel like singing, you can kind of mask, provided the guy knows the words. You're okay. Yeah, yeah. Guitar that you can go wrong. Yeah, you can't like fake your way through that. I mean, I guess they have, as I say, a contingency plan. They got a, they I got a guy telling- with his finger on the slider, ready to turn it down. Like I was telling a friend of mine about this, and he was like, "Dude, I saw Green Day a couple of years ago, and they mm-hmm. were like, okay." Who can play drums? And I was like, "Oh, you can't no, mask. You can't mask no, that. No, there's no way, dude. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like drums are so loud that even if you turned the microphones down, you'd still be able to hear them. Well, it'll, it'll also ruin everyone else in the band. It'll lock True. them all off. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. the likelihood there's a, the, the likelihood there's a backup drummer is low. <laughs> 
behind a but, curtain. Yeah, but you can just with a guitar, you can just turn her down and turn Billy up, and nobody will know. Um, but you, 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 can you play guitar? I can play guitar. Yeah. What band would you feel most confident? Like, if there is a band you and you you were the one who was being pulled up, right, to play guitar, what band would it have to be? What band's catalog do you know the most of? Muse for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see, I'd love to see you do that. That would be great. I don't know if I want to do. Uh, maybe I would. It'd be very cool. I would. I mean, it's the sort of thing you kind of fantasize about, but then when it actually happens, you're like, oh my goodness, this is so much. Apparently, but they like, do. It, I think apparently, they do it every night. That's cool. I mean, I, I'm into that. It's giving fans what they want, and that's that's massive. It's creating like incredibly special moments for people. It was. Very, it, it was actually. I got John Daniel. Cool. If he pulled me up on stage in a Mountain Goats concert. I would like actual actual any song, actual any song between "We Shall All Be Healed" and "Heretic Pride." So period between like two thousand one, two thousand and eight, right? No problem. I still know all those songs off by heart. Don't even worry about it. I could do any single one. Insane, dude. Yeah, so they're in there deep, dude. Those that's, those are the songs I learned I mean, to it, play guitar it, on. So it'd be tricky though because he'd be like, "Get on up here," and you just have a brain aneurysm. I oh, that's the thing. I would just freeze in place, and then and then he'd get like, "Hey, well, can you?" And afterwards, he'd be like, oh, "Can you look at this this sick blue white deck that I'm building for?" Uh, oh you know, my god! Stop. <laughs> Finding out that John Daniel was into Magic: The Gathering was just it was uh, like the an overload of like the confluences of my main interests at the age of twenty seven and seventeen. It was. I watched a similar thing happen to Jack Quaid, who is an, the, an actor who plays Huey on The Boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hideo Kojima was tweeting about how much he loves The Boys and how, God, that, that Huey character really likes Billy Joel songs. And I, mm-hmm. it was on a podcast that they showed Jack Quaid the tweet and he hadn't seen it. And he was like, I don't know how to process yeah, this. He's like, I don't even care that he likes the show. I can't process the fact that he's seen my face. I don't know how to yes, deal with yeah, this. Like, and that's how, that's how I feel about John Daniel following me on Twitter. It's just like, I can't handle this. I hope he's muted me. I don't want him to see my tweets. I don't want it. I don't want to. I can't deal with that. that There's that a non-zero chance to listen to this podcast right now. Well, I hope not. But for you, right, imagine if Metal Gear Solid 6, right, comes out and one of the radio stations that, I don't know, Plasma Snake could uh, tune into, right? Right, okay. Have have a listen to this radio. Ooh, I thought you were going to say I'm at a conference and Hideo Kojima's like, all right, who can code? Who can code? Get on up here. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some some inventory engine coding. Let's go. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. You're at a conference. Hideo Kojima's there. He's like talking about games and that sort of stuff. And he's like, but we have a very specific need for, hmm, I've got this character I'm working on. He grew up in Ireland, but oh, yeah, he, yeah. Learned, uh, he learned English from Nickelodeon, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we need him to speak fluent Croatian. Is there anyone in the audience? You you, you act like that's an unreasonable background for, for a Hideo Kojima Metal Gear Solid character, but if you don't think Saved by the Bell Croat Man is a plausible <laughs> person to appear in the credits of Hideo Kojima, James, you got nothing coming, dude. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 